0: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. So, you talked about how you have, you know, Gonzalez and Porter in your, your top six. You don't have to give away the top ten, the top fifteen. But are there any players that you like? You would run that card up as pick fifteen. Like, who's your ideal scenario? Or you know, I guess wherever they pick in the first round, if they happen to trade up, or if they trade back into the twenties, like, give us a couple of your favorite prospects and how they fit. Yeah, oh, that that's interesting. So uh, I'll I'll first give you a couple prospects, and I'm going to tell you my philosophy at fifteen. I really, really love Broderick Jones. He's my third overall player. I know I'm way higher on him than anybody else. Um, I would absolutely love him there. I know the Packers are in a weird situation because we don't know if they view David Bakhtiari as a long-term solution or sort of like he's just on the roster for this year. We also don't know what the future holds for Yash. Or if Zach Tom is considered an interior offensive lineman, a tackle, if they're going to continue to kind of flex them like they do with Elton, I, I don't know. Um, but I would love Broderick Jones, even though I think a decent amount of, of the Packers fan base would probably be like meh or disappointed with, with an offensive tackle at this point. Um, I really love Miles Murphy. I have him rated really high, and, and I would – I would like that a fair amount as a, a another pretty realistic pick at 15. Like we never know. Somebody may slide in in the draft that we're totally not expecting. I just think 15 is a really bad place to be picking this year, right? And so if you use any of the mock draft tools, I think a lot of people are running into the same thing that that I've been seeing. Um, I try not to get into the mock drafts until like this time. And I'm really frustrated because I'm like, I know that there's 15 players in this draft that I like, but the board just never seems to fall right. I don't want to take a tight end at 15. I don't necessarily like envision one of the like elite players sliding that far. And so what do the Packers do? trading down is really appealing to me but like you have to have a partner that wants to come up in order to do that and if you're not going to get good value because people don't have the demand to move up to 15 then what's the point in sliding down and potentially missing out on your player so it's tough um i think you know if the packers stick and pick it's it's probably a tackle or an edge just because you know, going back historically, Packers love premium positions. This is a class that's deep at those two positions. They're probably still going to get a really good value. Um, but in a perfect world, if somebody like Christian Gonzalez or Broderick Jones or, you know, somebody, you know, that I really love wasn't there, I would love for the Packers to slide down into the mid 20s and somebody actually pay a fair price for that and they pick up another day two pick and then, you know, grab maybe Dalton Kincaid or, um, Michael Mayer, or even though those aren't my top tight ends, I, I really see a lot of value there. Who is your top tight end? Darnell Washington? He is, which is really weird. Um, I, I totally get that. Um, I, I see him with a lot of receiving upside and, and I do like the block first tight ends a little bit better than uh, sort of the slot receiver tight ends. I am really low on Dalton Kincaid and I probably shouldn't be. Um, I, I think, I think there's a lot of appeal there and I would not be upset if the Packers took him, whether that's at 15 or, or moving down. Um, I just happen to not be as high in him because I didn't see quite as much juice as I would have expected. And um, I know he's a really good, like hands catcher, but he's also a little bit of older prospect too. Um, so yeah, I like Washington. I really like Mayer. I think, I think we just have prospect fatigue at this point. It's it's like people are sick of Will Anderson. So nobody wants to like, like they're coming up with every excuse not to pick him after the quarterbacks, right? Like we, we got to go with Jalen Carter. Tyree Wilson is suddenly better than, than Will Anderson. I just don't see it. I think people are, they've been talking about him for a year, maybe two years. And they just get bored with it. And I think it's the same thing with Michael Mayer. He was on the NFL draft radar as a true freshman at Notre Dame. People are sick of of, of talking about him. He maybe doesn't have like a super elite trait, but he's just so good at everything. And I think he's one of the rare tight ends that could contribute as a rookie. And then there's a, a considerable upside going forward in the future. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. So you kind of have to stay objective throughout this process, right? Like, look at each individual prospect as their own unit. Like, do you find that you start to grade, like, in one way or the other as you, like, chug along? Like, your early prospects get graded in, like, a certain range and then as you're watching you become like harder on them because you've been watching so many prospects or like you know what i mean like it's like yeah. you read your first book and you're like oh my god that was so good and then all of a sudden that's your benchmark for like the rest of the things that you read kind of thing or grading yeah. papers yes oh the first couple sure. kids get like a's and then you're like oh this is ridiculous <laughs> i can't give everybody an a now i gotta you know give a couple B's. <laughs> that that is totally a thing and and like when you watch prospects over a span of time it it like you you have to factually like think about that and also just the sheer quantity that i'm doing i will admit there's day three players that i'll watch like a game and a half of and i'm like okay i understand and then somebody somebody who i trust will be like oh i really liked this player and that will cause me to go and make a note. And then when I'm done and like have a week off and can like refresh my brain, I'll go back and watch that player. And sometimes their their grade changes and sometimes it doesn't. Um, I think, you know, normally I would sit down and go position by position. So I'd start with quarterbacks. I'd watch all the quarterbacks just so that I'm in the same frame of mind. And so I'm fair to each one. This year, I will admit I watched the top 25 prospects. Uh, uh, So this is another problem, right? Like, I'm not a scouting department. I'm one person. So I have to get the information on who to watch from somewhere. So, you know, historically, I've gone to people that I trust maybe that's like a Daniel Jeremiah um, puts out a top 150 list and, and I'd take a look at that um, more recently it's been the draft network just because I've been connected with with Joe Marina I really respect the work that he does so like taking a look that way um, and then you know if people mention hey this is a, a prospect that you really want to go and watch um, maybe I would add them to the list but yeah this year I started out grading some different positions, which made it challenging when I went back and then started watching quarterbacks, having watched the first four, this is not a good quarterback class from depth perspective. And so it's like when you watch the top guys first, and then you get into the, like, you know, uh, a quarterback that's going to be drafted in the sixth round. It's just like, uh, like <laughs> what, what are you doing? Like you're not reading the field or, or they'll sky a throw 10 yards over the receiver. And it, it, it can get a little you know disappointing in that, but it it's just important to I think like have a system in place where you know you're going to consistently grade the players on on the same thing, mm-hmm. um, and so like there's positions I hate watching. I talk about this with with Kyle. Not, like interior offensive line is so boring. It <laughs> is. It, it's boring. But then when you see something really exciting, I think it 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 captivates you. So, like, I love Wisconsin's Joe Tipman. I think John Michael Schmitz from Minnesota is also, like, a super great interior line prospect. And, and like, those guys just jumped out on the tape. But then you watch somebody else and, you know, it's like, oh, okay, like, I, you, you just got to work your way through it. It's yeah. all right. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.